Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm James, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Luke, how are you doing today? I am going well. I am going very well. I can't believe we're up to week four. Yeah, it's, it's gone fast. It's gone past so quickly already. Oh, it has. And I've been having a real ball going through these Bible studies and learning the faith behind Desmond Doss. Mm. And I find, I find it's something really interesting. No matter how much you know about the Bible, no matter how, like I, I do these studies with people. Um, if you're in Armadale, um, if, if you're in Gyra, if you're in Inverell, if you're in any of these Tablelands areas, give us a call. Um, you know, call up your local church and we love to do Bible studies with you. But I do these Bible studies often. And yet every time I do, I, I am so enthusiastic during the Bible study. Like it, it brings out something new in me every time, even though I'm like, I already know this. I've been through this a hundred times. And yet somehow, like, I still feel energized every time I jump into a Bible study. It's just great. And so I'm, I'm happy to be back again. I think that's the power behind the Bible and being able to read the same passage over and over and always getting something new out of it. Mm. And, um, as we, and to apply it practically. You know, it's not just a study about what the Bible teaches about this thing. We're seeing how Desmond Doss lived this stuff. Mm. You know, he practiced it every day. Mm. And today's study is on prayer. Mm. And prayer is a very important aspect of a Christian life. You know, it's that, that's our communication with, with God. And on today's study, we have two new guests with us today. We have Cassie and Hayden. How are you guys today? Are you excited about joining our Bible study today? Certainly. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Where are you from? What school do you go to? What church do you go to? Yeah, so we're both at Maxville. Uh, I go to the Nebuka Valley Christian Community School, and I go to Maxville Adventist Church. Yeah, like Hayden said, we're both in Maxville. I also go to Maxville Adventist Church and Nebuka Christian School. Nice. So you get to go to see each other every day then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, <laughs> Hey, and I actually met you guys at summer camps as well. And um, for those of you who are listening and don't know what summer camps are, summer camps are a great place to send your kids over the summer holidays. It's um, it's packed with activities like water sports, horse riding, mountain biking, all these cool things. And it gives the young kids an opportunity to discover God, learn more about His love. And um, I I always had great times at summer camps. The last I've only been two times volunteering, um, but it's been great for me. I was just wondering, what were your guys' favorite experiences at summer camp? I really enjoyed the evening worships and the day activities. So I liked the testimonies. They had different uh, group leaders do a testimony each night, and that was really powerful. And definitely the water sports, uh, they were great. Now, awesome. And you, Cassie? Um, I also loved the nighttime meetings. All the speakers were really real and down to earth, and we had great conversations after the sermons. And the activities were also all really good. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And yeah, summer camp is definitely a um, a good place to meet people and to meet Jesus. Mm. You know, I've been doing summer camps. I did summer camps all my young age. I started when I was 10. Then when I was old enough to be staff, I was being staff. And I've been doing that for the last 20-odd years. Something that's absolutely amazing, seeing young people come to Jesus, get to know Jesus, and just to meet new friends and have a, have fun for a week. Yeah. It's 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 you know it's funny you say that like it's also the place where I made a decision to get baptized as well so it was great. Yeah. Nice, congratulations! That's that's the best decision anybody can ever have. Yeah, amen. So guys, outside of school, what are your favorite hobbies and things you like to do? Um, I like rock climbing, abseiling, photography, video editing. 
all those kind of things, which has oh, been yeah. hard through lockdown, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that has been a bit hard, but that sounds yeah. like a whole lot of fun. I do some of those things, and I know they're fun too. How about you, Hayden? Yeah, I love sport. My top three favourite sports are basketball, tennis, and touch football. Me and Cassie are actually on a basketball team together. Yeah. So I know. I've seen you two play on the same team. I've been to a couple of your games, and you guys do play really well together, and your team is um, very good. Hey, James. What yeah. sort of hobbies have you got? Me? Oh, mate, I've, um, I really took up running. Um, running? I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, last week. Um, but I, I took yeah. up, I took up running. I ran about, you know, I, I usually do about seven and a half K a day. Like that'll just be like a 40 minute run. Um, and that's usually does mean like, I'm like, yeah, that's good. I'm getting tired just listening to that. Yeah. Well, you know, you'll get tired after wow. you hear the next thing. On a Sunday, I went for a 23 kilometer run. Wow. And that oh, week trooper. I ran, um, I ran the next day. I had to have a recovery. Um, but I bet you did. You run like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I did 86 kilometers that week, and uh, now I got oh, a shin splint, wow. and um, I can't run at all. So, oh, bit bummed ouch. about that. But <laughs> yeah. But um, what, what about you, Luke? What what hobbies do you have? One of one of my favorite hobbies I've got is I play ice hockey and roller hockey, which is sucked with all these lockdowns because. The arenas get shut and we can't actually play um, and we can't go to anywhere to play. So it's a bit of a shame, but yeah, I do enjoy my hockey. You must be pretty good. I've seen some of your medals. Uh, I do my best. You know, those medals come from a team effort, um, not individual medals. So they're all the wins, um, grand final wins from teams. And, you know, it takes more than one person to win one of those grand finals. It takes a whole team playing all season and, yeah. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888-80831, and we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study. So text DOS study, that is D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, to 04888-80831. Today, we are on study guide number four, titled, The Power of Ten Minutes. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Caleb and Kelsey with I Need Thee. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you're just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. We're about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text DOS Study, that's D O S S S T U D Y, one word, no spaces, to 04 3831 and download study number four titled The Power of 10 Minutes. Excellent. Well, let's get into our Bible study day, but before we do, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, as we open your word today, and to learn more about what your Bible says about prayer and about how Doss implemented prayer in his life. Lord, I just pray that you be with us, that you lead and guide us, and help us to understand what you are teaching us today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What difference does prayer make? Just ask any of the men of Company B, 77th Division, who served and fought on Okinawa to take Hacksaw Ridge. When the command to attack came, Desmond Doss said to Lieutenant Gronto, I believe prayer is the best lifesaver there is. The men should pray before going up. And so he asked for time to pray before going into battle. This was no surprise, as Doss was in the daily habit of reading his Bible and praying. What was surprising was that the battle was held up for 10 minutes while Doss prayed. The prayer power of Doss can be yours today. You know, it's actually really interesting. This scene where Doss prayed before they went up was different to what we see in the movie Hacksaw Ridge. In the movie, you see him praying before they go up, and that's that final attack where they secure Hacksaw Ridge for good. Now, what most people don't know is they spend weeks trying to do that. They would go up, the Japanese would let the Americans occupy the ridge during the day, and then they'd drive them off at night. So they're constantly going up and down, up and down for the week before they finally took it. But this time, just before they went up, Desmond said to Lieutenant Grunto, hey, the men should pray for themselves. But what he, um, what Lieutenant Grunto did was say, Doss is going to pray for us all. So Doss, that's not what he meant, but he took the opportunity anyways. And we find his prayer in today's giveaway. And it's on page 58. And Doss's prayer to his men before they went up on the Hacksaw Ridge, says, he said this, Our Heavenly Father, Desmond prayed, Please give our lieutenant wisdom and understanding so that he can give us the right orders, because our lives will be in his charge. Please give each and every one of us the wisdom and understanding concerning how to take all the safety precautions necessary in order that, if it be thy will, O Lord, we may all come back alive. And further, we ask that if there be any here who are not prepared to meet their Maker, they prepare themselves now through prayer before they climb the cliff. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. They put their feet on that cargo net. They went up one side of the ridge. So Company A was going up one side. Company B went up the other. Desmond's um, company, they went up and they took out pillboxes. They secured this huge big area of the escarpment. And then when Lieutenant Grunto and Desmond started to look for the wounded and the dead after such an attack, they found none. The only person that was injured was Sergeant O'Connell, and that was because a rock had fallen on his hand. You know, and everyone else was like, hey, have you taken the right hill? 
And the only answer these men had for taking that part of the escarpment without anyone dying or getting seriously hurt, their answer was because Dos prayed. What remarkable faith. I know, right? Like the power of prayer in the middle of battle. And God was able to protect them for that moment in time. Yeah, we can certainly see that before anything that he did, Desmond Doss really made prayer his priority. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was really important to him. Um, I really liked how his prayer was also, it was simple, and it was from his heart as well. It was really good. It was, and I love the fact that Desmond says, Thy will, O Lord, be done. You know, he didn't say, Hey, yes, God, you have to do this. He's like, Hey, if it's your will that we can all come back alive, let that be out. And, you know, understanding God's will is hard for all of us and, you know, why did, why did so many people have to die? And we don't know. But for this particular moment, God saved them and looked after them. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, all these kind of things, uh, they're only, they only reveal the kind of man that he really was. Uh, you know, if, if he wasn't like that in his private life, he never would have been like that in his public life. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I think we ask the question, you know, how do we know that God's going to listen to our prayers? Um, and we've actually got the answer. Um, when we go to Jeremiah 29, um, it says in verses 11 to 13, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I just think, you know, the promise that if we desperately really do want to find God, he says, you'll, you'll seek me and you'll find me. It's, it's not like a, oh, you'll seek me, you might find me, you might not. Like, you know, oh, it depends how hard you pray. Hey, do you honestly want to know God? Like, if you honestly want to know God, yeah, 100% is going to hear you. I remember when I was, you know, before I was even a Christian, I remember, you know, I grew up in a Christian family, but then I went and did some crazy things and I, you know, stopped going to church, would have never called myself a Christian, hated Christians almost. And, you know, I remember I got to a part where I was just honestly crying out for God for the first time in my life. And I know God answered me. Wow, that's what a story. And that's so true. You know what's interesting about this verse, though? You know, it's one of the uh, popular verse. You know, that people use is Jeremiah chapter um, 29, verse 11, where it says, you know, I have plans for you. But the verse before it says that God is allowing them to go into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. Mm. So he's like, hey, you're going to go into captivity for 70 years, but hey, I'm still here. If you call out to me, I will still hear you. Like you said, James, if we are earnestly and intentionally seeking God, then we will find him and he will listen to us. Yeah, God tells us that he will answer us no matter what we ask. It's not always in the way that, you know, we expect or that we want, but God can see the greater picture even before we're born. Yeah, and it's not at all complicated. He just says um, he will listen, and if we search, we will find him. But then that also leads into our next question. How prompt is God in hearing and answering our prayers? Well, Isaiah 65 verse 24 says, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. And in Matthew 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Yeah, it's really awesome that God hears before we even have to speak. I find that really amazing, yeah. 
It is, isn't it? Yeah, he'll answer our prayers before we even ask. I remember um, when I when I started reading the Bible, I, I found this promise. It was Luke eighteen verses one to eight, and it's the story about this this woman who her adversary. She she just goes to this wicked judge and and she goes, "Help me against my adversary." And you know, and and the judge didn't fear God; he didn't fear man, right? But he said, "Because this woman keeps hassling me, I'm just going to do it in case she she wears me out." And, and Jesus says, you know, how much more will God not do that for those he actively loves? And, yeah. and to me, that was like a bro- promise that opened my eyes. And I was just like, wow, like God does care about me. He does want to hear my prayers. He does want to answer them. Yeah, he does. He answers our prayers before we even pray them. You know, God knows best. And sometimes it's not an answer that we always want. We'll be like what Hayden said. Yeah, and it makes me think of Romans ten thirteen. You know, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, it's back at the beginning of twenty nineteen where I was at work and I got electrocuted. I was on a roof, I was trying to look for a water leak, I'd move the roof sheets away and I'd brush some leaves out behind this flashing and there was exposed wires behind the leaves. And uh, we found out later that the rats had chewed through them, that's why they were exposed. As soon as my hand got caught on these wires. I knew I was in a lot of trouble. And I called out, help, help, turn off the power, turn off the power. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And I screamed it out as loud as I could. And I called it out three times before the electrocution stopped. That last time I called out for Jesus to help me, I was able to roll on my back. Everything just stopped. You know, I had really bad burns on my hands. You know, I had my left middle finger amputated. My left index finger is badly damaged and two-thirds of my right index finger um, had to be amputated. You know, I had to call out three times before the electrocution stopped, crying out for Jesus to save me. Now, I've often looked back and thought, wonder if I'd stopped after the first one. You know, I, I could have just said it straight away and gone, okay, nothing happened, it's not going to happen. No, I, I kept calling out for God to help me. You know, God answered my prayer. You know, I would have liked my fingers. You know, I lost a couple of fingers, but I still have my life. You know, Jesus still answered that prayer in saving my life. I'm sure it's probably increased your faith as well. It has. You know, I should be dead. You know, the only evidence of me being alive is calling out to Jesus and he saved me. King David is my favorite character in the Bible. And like King David, Desmond Doss would have had a lot of similar situations as they both faced war. They both would have had to call on God. So what does King David say God would do when we call on him in our troubles? Let's read Psalm 107 verse 19. Then they cried to the Lord and they troubled, and he saved them from their distress. Not shown, yet implied. In Hacksaw Ridge was reported by a Japanese soldier that emerged after the war. He said he had... Doss in his rifle sight, yet his gun repeatedly jammed and wouldn't fire. Surely God was answering Desmond Doss's prayers in this time of trouble. David tells us that we shouldn't be afraid, but instead we should rely on God. He's always there, and he can always answer our prayers. Yeah, he also says we'll be saved from our distresses, not just physical issues, but mental and um, spiritual issues. Yeah. You know, I, I really like the fact that no matter what we're going through, he's always going to be there to help us. You know, people say, oh, I'm too far away from God for him to help me now. 
And you know what I like to say to those people? Just turn around. You know, no matter where we're going, like we can turn away from God and run in the opposite direction. We only have to turn around and God is there. He follows us. He is there to wait. So as soon as you call on his name, he is there in prayer. And yeah, David and Desmond would have both done that. Being, I mean, I've never been in battle, you know, and man, I can't. I've watched Axel Ridge, you know, and that's, I reckon it's probably one of the goriest war movies I've seen, but yet it's probably nothing, nothing like what it actually would have been to be there. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of a book called Steps to Christ mm-hmm. and the author writes, you know, the, the closer we come to God, you know, the worse we see ourselves. And so it's like, hey, you think you're too far from God. Like that's, that's showing you know your true nature. Like mm-hmm. you see yourself in the true light. You know, the further we get from God, the, the better we think we are. Like the more fine we think we are. Like we don't think we need repentance. So if you have this desire and you think like, hey, you know, I need to change my life. Something's wrong. That means God's drawing you closer to him. Mm. And that's, that's the most beautiful thing. So, if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888808831. We're going to send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So, all you've got to do is text DOS study to the number. It's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y uh, to 04888808831. Today, we're on study guide number four titled The Power of Ten Minutes. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Carly Fletcher with Do You Really Know Me on Faith FM. Like a picture that's been marked, distorted and defamed, the world can hardly see me. To things I'd never do But the question remains Do you really know me? Do you really know me? Do you really understand How much I love you? And I will do everything I can To show you
many things, but do you really know me? I came from heaven's throne and became a human man. I came to show you God and who I really Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to the faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. You can also go to your app store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number four, and we're at question number four. So a lot of Christians probably often ask this question, and that's how often should we pray? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18 states, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. This doesn't mean that we should be on our knees praying all the time. It means that even when in the heat of battle, we can pray and ask God to help you save one more. It's about cultivating an attitude of prayer and conversation and relationship with God. God tells us that we should pray without stopping. Our prayers don't have to be said aloud or when we're kneeling. God listens to everything. That's it, he does, you know, and we should we should pray to Jesus like it's a conversation, like what we're having now. Mm. You know, you can chat to him while you're walking, driving, while you're on your long run. Mm. You know, whatever you are doing, you can just talk to him as a friend. And that's what he asks us to do. That's what he wants us to do. i got to be honest, like some of the most real conversations I've had with God where I've just like, just being so honest with God is when I'm driving. Like I, mm-hmm. I remember I used to come back from the Gold Coast, uh, driving from the Gold Coast to Brisbane, and I'd be on the M1 and I, I remember as I, you know, a lot of memories of me just like pouring my heart out to God, like as I'm just driving on the, on the way home. And I, I've spoken with other people and like, you know, they've had the same experience. Like the best times I've shared with God, it's actually been when they've taken that time and just fully like being super honest with God, shared everything in their lives. Yeah, we really should pray daily and make time to really connect with God. Because time can be a bit of a struggle for a lot of people, but we always can make time. We can. I mean, even in training, like we read earlier, where Doss made a habit of praying daily and reading his Bible, and that's you know how he was able to do what he did. He had this connection with God, and prayer is is our connection with God. 
Yeah, it's really important to maintain a relationship and prayer's our way of talking to God, so yeah. So we might be able to pray often, but what is the best evidence that Paul can give us for God's willingness to hear and answer our prayers? Mm. Romans 8 verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Well, if God is gracious enough to give his own son for us, what wouldn't he give for us? I found this verse pretty similar to um, John 3.16, especially at the start where God talks about giving up his own son sparingly. And like John 3.16, it tells us that God gave up his own son. And it also shows that because of that, we can have everything. So true. You guys are spot on. You know, if, if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm. You know, he doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want them, but he's always there. You know, God himself came to earth as Jesus. And Second Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus took my sin and your sin, and he became sin and he died on a cross. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So because Jesus died and he took the punishment of sin, he gives us, those that accept him, eternal life. Now if God is willing to do that, then he will answer our prayers. may not be the way we want it, but he will answer them. Absolutely. And I think... I was I was watching a YouTube video about um, Jordan Peterson talking about talking about God, and he talked about Jesus and and just the love of mm. of of Christ and and he was tearing up um, like you know how he's confessing that he was like you know like I want to be you know I want to be a Christian you know like the, the love of God was so beautiful to him and you know I think sometimes we can say to ourselves you know yeah maybe God doesn't love me or God's looking at me condemningly. He paid the price of his son. Like, he gave that for us. And so, like, how can we then say, you know, God doesn't love me or I've done this and God won't accept me anymore? Hey, like, we were never acceptable ever. And, and he paid the price to make us acceptable. And, yeah, amen. And that's, that's amen. the beauty of it. Yeah. And I think, I think leading on from that is, you know, we've got this God who loves us so much. We want to look at, like, how... How can we pray? How do we pray to him? And and I think the first thing we should look at is in whose name do we pray? What does it mean to invoke the name of Jesus? All, all those kind of things. And in John 14, verse 14, Jesus said, You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus gave us an example of the kind of attitude we need in prayer. My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And I know that God wants to answer our prayers. And and if we want to respect God, you know, Jesus, he said, you know, in John 6, verse 37, he said, the one who comes to me, I'll by no means cast out. You know, so if we come to the Father in Jesus' name, hey, Father, I'm a sinner, I know that, but you paid the price of Jesus Christ. And so I'm coming to you in his name, in his price, because I'm not worthy on my own. Yeah, I think Doss uh, follows Jesus' example in this prayer because Jesus also states um, in Matthew 26, verses 36 to 46, he says, Yet not as I will, but as you will. 
Desmond Doss also says this in his prayer before they go out to battle. He says, let your will be done. I think it's pretty important that we rely on God. Yeah, you should definitely pray in God's name. For example, the beginning of the Lord's Prayer gives us that by addressing God first and saying, Our Father in heaven. Yeah, that is correct. And, you know, we pray in the name of Jesus because there is power in that name. You know, in Acts 4.12, it says, There is no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. So praying in the name of Jesus is very, very important. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number in your phone, 04888-80831. That's 04888-80831. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Lauren Daigle with First. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart.
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible study guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into war without a gun, save countless lives and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and you can look up Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith of a Map. All right, let's get back to our study. We're at question seven. Question number seven says, what should we pray about? We get this answer in Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. The Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 to 13 gives us an outline of how to pray. Use each phrase as a theme or a topic to pray about. The model prayer will guide you to God, then on to what you need and how to live with others. While talking to his disciples about prayer, Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, the Holy Spirit is the key to personal power and peace in living a Christian life. He is yours for the asking. Why not make the Holy Spirit something you ask for each and every day of your life? Not every prayer is answered in the way we want. There are many reasons for this. In Psalm 66, 18, it says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. James 4, 3 explains, When you ask, you do not receive, because you are asking with wrong motives. So it's important when we pray to ask for God's will to be done, not just what we want. You know, we see Doss praying this at the beginning of our study. He said, if it is your will, O Lord, that we come back alive. That's what he prayed. And when we pray, we need to ask the same thing. When we're asking for God for something, we say, hey, Lord, your will be done. You know, we should pray about anything and everything. We should be able to tell Jesus how bad our day was or how good our day was. We should be able to tell him that we're happy, we're upset, we're mad. You know, ask him to help us to make the right decisions in life. You know, he wants to be a part of our lives, and by asking his advice and his help, then he is a part of our life. We should thank God in our prayers and present our requests to him. I went through a stage uh, not too long ago, it was probably about a year ago, when I was really anxious, like I was staying up at night. I didn't know what I was worried about, um, but I was just always feeling afraid. And everybody kept on saying, or my parents kept on saying, go read your Bible, go read your Bible. But it was pretty hard, you know, and I was like, is it really going to make a difference? And Philippians 4 verse 6 was probably one of the biggest verses that pulled me out, especially at the start, and it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation we need to pray. And so after that I was praying and I was taking Bible studies and talking to friends about it, and, you know, it helped. Wow, that's awesome. I'm glad that it did. Yeah, as Philippians 4 verse 6 says, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but bring them before God. Ask for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to teach us. It's the one that's going to convict us, the one that's going to guide us into all truth. It's going to show us our faults. Um, I trust me, like through, through praying for the Holy Spirit, I've seen my faults. And then, and then you can pray to God, Hey, God, help me with these. I need help with these. Um, and so praying for the Holy Spirit is one of the best things we can do. Um, but one of the other things people ask is, you know, when and where is the best time to pray? 
Um, and we look at Jesus as an example for this. And it says in Mark 1, verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. The best time to pray is before the heat of battle, before you encounter the problems and stress of the day. Jesus knew this, Doss knew this, so he would always have his time of prayer and Bible reading before he went out into the day. And I can tell you from personal experience, getting up you know, an extra hour earlier to spend that time with God, you are ready to face the day. Everyone else is just stretching, getting out of bed, but, but you're already ready and you're ready to face the day and you've, you're ready to face it with God by your side. Yeah, no, I used to do a little bit of this where I used to live. I used to live right on the beach and I was able to get up in the morning and go for a walk on the beach and spend some time with God. Now moving away, long way from the beach, it's been a little bit harder to get up those, those times, you know, and I need to get a bit better at that. But I do try and also pray sort of before I get up. Um, it'd be nice to be able to get up that early, but unfortunately, you know, getting up early is not my, uh, best suit, you know, I can't do it very well, but I'm trying to get better. But I think too, we need to know that whatever works best for you, because maybe early morning may not work for some people. We need to find what works best for us between us and God. What time in our day is best to be able to spend time with God? And we need to go, because James, what's best for me might not actually be best for you. Like many of you, our family has family worships uh, each evening, or we try to have them every evening. Sometimes we get busy and, you know, we miss one. But at the end of our family worships, we all say a prayer each, and this is pretty important. As much as it's important to pray with your friends, with your family, and even at Grace, it's most important that you have your own relationship with God. Prayer is a way of communicating with Him, so it's really important that that's something that we do every day. Yeah, like Hayden said, I mean, it's very important to have group prayers, but it is also very important to maintain that personal connection with God. And you can pray in any circumstance, but you must be humble before the Lord and not go about showing off how close you are with God, because that's not how he intended it to be. So we may be able to pray at any time, but how real can we be in prayer? Hebrews 5 verse 7 says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Um, We should be completely real in prayer and share everything with God. Prayer and talking to God is possibly the most important part of our personal relationship with him. Just like Jesus, he set an example. He would continually talk to God, and he sets that example for us to follow. And, And we need to be like as real as we can with God, as if we were talking to a friend. We need to cry out to Jesus when we need him. We need to tell him when we're having a good time. You know, he is that friend that is always there. You know, I had this friend ask me once if I could pray for them. And I said, well, why? You can you can pray for Jesus. Oh, I'm angry at God, so I, I can't talk to him. And I'm like, well, you need to tell him that you're angry at him. I'm like, no, I, I can't tell God that. I'm like, well, yeah, you can. If you're angry at God, tell him. Tell him why you're angry. What's making you upset? Because that's how you're going to work it out, you know, to be able to work it out. You're angry with him. If you're angry with someone, you go to them and you sort it out. If you're angry with God, go to God and go, hey, tell him why you're upset. Tell him why you think things are unfair. And then to be able to work through whatever that anger is. You know, God wants to listen to us. He wants to be able to help us. That anger and that hurt, whether it is at God or at someone else, 
you know, we need to give that over to God so that He can carry it and He can release us from that burden. I really, I really like the acronym PUSH. I don't know if you've heard it before, but PUSH stands for pray until something happens. You know, when we pray and we're asking God to take these things from us, things may not happen overnight. But that doesn't mean we stop praying and stop asking for it. Because just like when I was on that roof, if I had just cried out once and it didn't happen, would I still be here? I don't know. But I kept crying out to God to save me, and He did. So some of you may have to cry out more than three times for God to help, but continually to cry out to God and don't give up. Yeah, and like God, God knows our heart. Mm-hmm. So what is the point in being fake with Him? You know, if you've got a relationship where things aren't working out, are you gonna are you gonna talk to that? Are you gonna lie to that person and just say, "Hey, you know, everything's fine. Everything's fine." The best way to repair things is to be honest. And Peter, you know, he was he wasn't honest with Jesus. He thought, you know, I could follow you. He was saying all the right things, but it wasn't where his heart was at, you know. And it wasn't until he could say, you know, you know, God, I love you, but only as a friend. You know, I don't love you unconditionally. It wasn't until that where where he fully grew. We have an awesome free offer for you coming up after the break. So save this number into your phone: o four triple eight eight oh eight three one. That's 04888080831. And wait for the code word that is coming up after the break. You're listening to What a Friend We Have in Jesus by James Rainwater on Faith FM. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trust? should never be discouraged, take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Jesus knows our every weakness, take it to the Lord in
that friends despise, forsake thee, take it to the Lord in prayer. In His arms, He'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible study guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving a Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Faith FM app Let's get back to our study. Okay, so we've been looking at prayer today on today's study. And look, really, God knows us um, and wants us to be real with Him. We don't need flowery language, a degree in theology, or anyone else to help us. We can just open our heart and talk to God about what's on our mind. God can handle it, and we can be certain that He will be quick to listen and sure to respond. Prayer is opening the heart to God as to a friend. Doss prayed for 10 minutes. It changed the course of a battle and saved lives. I love the fact that it says here to speak to God as a friend. And we need to do that. We need to pray as we are talking to a friend. If we can do that, it feels a lot more relaxing. It feels more relational. You know, it's not just talking to some being in the sky. You know, we're talking to, to God as a friend. And if we talk to God about every decision that we make and involving Him in our everyday life, that's what's going to build our relationship with Him. We don't have to be perfect for God. All of us are broken. We don't need flowery language, a degree in theology, or anyone else to help us. It's about us having a relationship with Him. Yeah, well, there's no point being fake with God. He already knows everything, so there's nothing for us to be afraid of. And, yeah, we can just be completely real with Him. You know, I went out, I went out to dinner with a girl one time. And it was, it was, it, no, it was, it was awkward, right? You know, I was, um, I was, I was 19. I was like, oh wow, she's really pretty. And, and it, it was like one of those like fake things where you kind of put on like who you are, like, but it didn't have any depth to it, you know? And, you know, with the relationships which we have with our family and our friends, like those are so much deeper. And I think it's because we're being honest. We're not afraid to be honest. And, and in the same way, our relationship with God, it should be honest and just raw. Yeah, and being ourselves. I'm guessing on that date, you sort of weren't really being yourself. No, no, no. Like, yeah. you know, you're trying to cover up all your quirks just in case yep. that they're, they're not good enough, right? Yeah. But that's that to you is what actually makes you good enough for God. And He wants to spend eternity with you because He made you that way. Yeah, He did. And He does. I think that's perfect. That's a great example, James. You know, if you downloaded our study guide today, you'll notice at the bottom of the last page, there's a section called My Response. And there's a sentence there that says, we would like to hear your response. Click here to send us your response. Now, we would really like to hear your response and your questions about today's study. So if you click the word here, it's underlined in the study, that'll send you to a Google Docs form when you can fill out your response and you can send some comments to us and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. But we're going to go through these response questions here in the studio for us to respond to this study. So the first response question says, I would like to learn more about prayer. 
And I need to take this on, my, on board myself. You know, prayer is just so big. We're never going to know everything about prayer. And I think it's important to know that we need to continue learning. We're not going to know everything. So I think, yeah, for me, I want to tick that question. I want to always learn more about prayer. How about you guys? Yeah, I ticked it as well, certainly. I've learned a lot about prayer just throughout this Bible study. Yeah, I agree. And even if you know a lot about prayer, you can always learn more. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, who's got prayer perfect? Um, show me someone and, um, you know, I'd love to meet him. Very true. Um, the second question here is, I want to commit to praying every day. Now, this is something I like to commit to myself, is to at least pray um, every day. And I want to put a challenge out to you guys here and, and our listeners. Dos prayed for 10 minutes to hold up a battle. 10 minutes isn't a long time. So I want to encourage us to try and spend 10 minutes a day just speaking to God as a friend. Yeah, it's pretty important that we commit our own time each day. We take a piece out of our day and we give it to God. We should put him first. Yeah, um, I also would really like to commit praying every day, but it is very hard and getting into the habit of it is also very hard and making time is very important. Yeah, it's it's hard to find time, but I think we can all commit, you know, and I you know, I want to commit to to making time for God because because we've never got time. Um we've got to make time and we make time for the things that we like. Yeah, we can we can spend all day watching TV shows or all night watching, you know, a movie. Um but so often it's so hard to find 10 minutes and and it's just time that we've got to make and say, "Hey, I got to do this." Yeah, totally agree with with all your comments. The last response question here is, I would like the Holy Spirit to guide me in my prayers. And for me, I'm definitely ticking that box. Because, you know, the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Mm. And you know, I would definitely like the Holy Spirit to be a part of um, my prayers to teach me what I need to pray. I try and pray each night uh, before I go to sleep. That's when I find the best time to pray. And a lot of the times that I'm praying, I'll be laying there and my mind will just zone off the prayer. Like, I'll go completely out of it. And so I definitely want to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me in my prayers, to try and keep me on track and to try and pray for stuff that, like, really needs to be prayed about. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We can be so filled with other thoughts and um, that can always be interrupting our prayers. So it would be really good to have the Holy Spirit guiding our prayers. Absolutely. Like, sometimes we don't even know what to pray or, or how to pray and, and, you know, having the Holy Spirit to prompt us, hey, this is something you did today. Like maybe you should have said that nicer to someone. You know, you should have said that nicer to that person, James. And, and it's like, oh, God, you know, help me with that. You know, when, there's, when the Spirit guides us, that's when we then learn. So, oh, yeah, absolutely for me. Yeah, I love those answers, guys. You know, to our listeners, like, would you like to pray to God today? You know, open your heart and talk to God as a friend, using the Lord's Prayer as a guide. Now, if you notice, if you downloaded the study guide today, you'll notice that in this sentence at the bottom, it says Lord's Prayer. It's underlined and it's a different color. If you click on that, that'll take you to a website where you can download a free book about the Lord's Prayer and how to use that as a study guide. Okay, that brings us a little close to our Bible study today. Let's close our study with a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you so much that we were able to have a study on prayer and how we can come to you, how we can just talk to you as a friend. And Lord, I want to pray that you 
bless everybody here and everybody listening. And we just ask that you have the Holy Spirit teach us to pray, using your example in the Bible, and to be able to pray to you as a friend, to be able to speak to you as a friend, to tell you when we're angry, to tell you when we're happy. So thank you so much for being a relational God, someone that wants a relationship with us no matter what. Lord, I just pray that you continue to draw us closer to you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Are you hungry for today's free offer? Today, we're giving away the book, Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. This book tells the true story of Desmond Doss. This is a must-have book. It tells the true story of what Desmond Doss did to be awarded the Medal of Honor. You can get this book absolutely free with the code hashtag TE10. That is hashtag TE10. Text it right now to 04888808831 to receive this amazing true story of Desmond Doss. Our next study is called The Faith of Doss. Lieutenant Jack Glover, one of Desmond's fellow soldiers, said, If he had been without the belief and without religious commitment, I think he would have been much less of a person doing his duty. Next week, join us as we discover the faith that made Desmond Doss the hero of Hacksaw Ridge. Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalm 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.